Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to the final show of 2017. I'm Stephen Maggi, and on today's program, we'll repeat a couple of our favorite interviews from earlier in the year. One is our good friend Andy Martello, who tells us the fascinating story of the El Rey Club, which just missed being one of those great success stories you probably never heard of, but you got to hear the tale. Also, you will meet the folks from Patina Decor, an incredible furniture shop, wonderful people doing something very unique. Finally, there won't be a Vegas insider today, but Scott Robin, our good friend from VitalVegas.com, will be with us again in 2018 for the entire year. If you have a name that isn't too common, you know, like a Smith and Jones or something of that nature, ask yourself a question. When you see someone really interesting with that same last name, don't you want to go over and find out a little more about them? Well, that's led to a great new book called The King of Casinos, Willie Martello and the El Rey Club, and our guest today, Andy Martello. Now, Andy, what a fascinating story. Nobody even knows about Willie Martello until this book was written, it seems. What was the attraction? Was it just simply that you saw a name like that and you'd kind of heard some rumors about this name and just had to find out more? What was it? Uh, yeah, I was actually – well, first off, thank you for talking to me about this. I really love talking about this book. Uh, initially, it started when I was uh, on a vacation in Las Vegas uh, with my wife at the time. We had spent a day at the, at the Neon Museum checking out all the cool lights and things like that, the old signs. And we ended up going downtown on Fremont Street and saw a, uh, a, a kind of a little tourist trap type museum. You know, you spend $2.50 and you could see all of these fantastic old Vegas artifacts. And uh, my wife walked right past this photo of an old, it just kind of looked like a shack, but it was an old casino called the El Rey Club. And I, or she saw it, I walked right past it. And it had a sticker on it that just said, uh, Willie Martello's El Rey Club and Brothel on the way to Laughlin, Nevada. And I just, by the time she got my attention and forced me to look at this thing, and I saw my last name up there and then saw it next to the word brothel, I just was, like, insanely fascinated. In in a real-world scenario, uh, I would love to say it was just a fascination with having my last name uh, on a casino sign of some kind. But uh, there was also kind of just a, a, a silly locker room giggling teenage boy in me just laughing that my last name could be associated with a brothel. Either way, I ended up uh, going out of my way when I got home from that vacation. I promised myself I was going to find out if this Willie Martello was alive, find out if we were uh, related, see if I could buy a poker chip or a a souvenir or something from the place, and and see if the place was still open. And it just turned into a... uh, turned into a, a, a hobby that turned into an eight-year obsession, which ultimately ended up in that book. We learn a lot about Willie Martello from this book. We find out this guy was really one of the leaders. You know, we think of Las Vegas, we always hear the names Bugsy Siegel, you know, Meyer Lansky and so forth, but we don't hear about Willie Martello, and yet 
thanks to your research, we find out uh, he was bringing a lot of famous people in there. Now, talk first about the place where it was. It wasn't in Las Vegas. It was close to Las Vegas in a town called Searchlight. What's Searchlight really like? And secondly, what was the appeal back in the 40s? Well, Searchlight Nevada is uh, it's, it's basically halfway between Las Vegas and Needles, California. It, it's, it's about maybe, you know, 50, 55 miles south of Las Vegas. If you're heading on your way to Laughlin, you will pass through it. Uh, and make sure you don't pass through too quickly because it's a speed trap and boy, do they love writing tickets out there. Um, at one point, though, it was a big uh, gold and silver boomtown. And uh, in the earliest days of Searchlight, we're talking in the early 1900s on up to maybe the 1930s or early 1940s, it was, uh, at one point, it had a population considerably larger than Las Vegas. And when the mines dried up, the town essentially just became a ghost town, almost became a ghost town. And by 1946, the only businesses that were really running out there were uh, a handful of casinos or bars, uh, maybe a gas station, and, and there, was, there was prostitution out there. Uh, even though it was never legal in Clark County, it was close enough to an Air Force base or a military base of some kind that there was always always some fun to be had out there. And uh, Willie Martello showed up in 1946. Two of his brothers were out there already. They had just purchased uh, this, this uh, property that was originally called the Wheatley Hotel, and they turned it into the El Rey Club with the intention of making it a casino and a bar and a, and a really nice place. And everyone in, in the Martello family, they were all in the nightclub business. And this guy, Willie, he was just kind of a showman. He was kind of like the P.T. Barnum of, of, uh, of that part of the world. And he always loved Las Vegas and always loved the nightlife, and he just strived to make it as, as great a place as humanly possible. And uh, by coming up with some really clever ideas uh, of his own, stealing clever ideas from other people, and piling in as much money as possible, uh, you know, every dime he made ended up just going right back into the casino at some point. Uh, he, he was just trying to build the town. He was very innovative. He should be as famous as, as a Howard Hughes or a Steve Wynn is today. But the fact that he was so far out uh, of Las Vegas and, and didn't end up ultimately, you know, creating the, the resort town that he wanted, he would be as famous as some of the folks in, in Las Vegas. He, he wanted, uh, I like to think of it as uh, what, what, when you go to Laughlin, Nevada, he, that was kind of a template or Searchlight Nevada, what he wanted to do ended up being a template for what Laughlin became. And in many ways, uh, Willie was trying to take Searchlight, this tiny little ghost town. That uh, When he moved there, there was maybe 50 to 75 people in the entire town. He was trying to turn it into uh, a tourist attraction much like Las Vegas. Uh, everything from promoting the uh, the beauty of nearby Lake Mojave to the cool uh, Indian trails and the petroglyphs you could see at Christmas Tree Pass. Uh, he was going to turn it into a beautiful western town and, and you know, had, had just a couple, maybe one or two things gone his way uh, on top of the things that did succeed. He, it might have happened. He might have been everything. He took, there was, at one point, he, he was drawing an estimated $5 million into the town. Uh, and, you know, there was maybe only, even at the heyday of the El Rey Club, maybe only 100 or 200 residents. So to be able to pull in that kind of money into a town that small, away from a town like Las Vegas, you got to be doing something right. Well, what finally got him, I guess, and what finally took down Searchlight was Vegas just grew to the point where it exploded, and eventually you just couldn't compete with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, 
Vegas just kept getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, when they got their own airport and were bringing in tourists from around the world and, uh, of course, you know, they had all the backing of, of the mob, so they would love to, you know, bring in gamblers and bring in people and things like that. Uh, you know, there, I don't really think there was ever going to be a time when Searchlight was completely going to take over Las Vegas, because by by the 40s or 50s, you know, Las Vegas was already a much bigger town than Searchlight was. So so the days when Searchlight was so huge, uh, you know, those those died when the gold rush died. Uh, but that being said, it, it has, it could have always been a viable, um, competitor to Las Vegas, uh, had a few more things gone its way. But, you know, part of the thing is it's, it's only about a 45 minute to an hour drive away from Las Vegas. Uh, it's not like some of the other towns in, in Nevada where, you know, Laughlin is about two, two and a half hours away from Vegas. Uh, any of the nearest towns to, to, to the big, in city, they're they're a pretty far drive. So so with searchlight being only about an hour away, uh, you know it, it it definitely could have threatened some of the uh, some of the fun and success of Las Vegas if it had really gone Willie's way. But I don't think it was ever going to take it over. Well, he was thinking big too because he had like an airstrip out there, did he not? And he brought people from L.A., including some you know Hollywood elites at the time. Oh, sure. Uh, he had, uh, because his family, a lot of his family lived in the Palm Springs area uh, and was in the entertainment and nightclub business, he had tons of celebrity friends, many of whom he would bring to the casino uh, to act as celebrity blackjack dealers and things like that. You know, uh, how, how cool would it be to sit down and play a, a game of blackjack and Rory Calhoun is your, is your dealer? You know, it was that sort of thing. And he did, he put in an, uh, an airstrip out there. There was an old um, abandoned... I think it was like a backup government runway, and he essentially procured the land and 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 fixed it up and found a friend with some airplanes, uh, and and started bringing in people. He would fly people in for free uh, from the Los Angeles area uh, to come in, spend it. You know, hey, spend some time in Las Vegas. We'll fly you in. We'll fly you out absolutely free. We'll give you you know, four bucks in, in nickels to gamble with, which at the time, that's a, that's an awful lot. Uh, we'll give you a, a bottle of champagne, a free meal when you get there. Uh, he was giving away the farm. And for a while, it really did bring in a ton of people. It, it was, there were only a handful of people in all of Nevada that had even been trying something like that. And he, he made it work for quite a while. It was very exciting. Back with more in just a few moments is Andy Martello, author of The King of Casinos, Willie Martello, and The El Ray Club. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Excuse me. I know you have a nine o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be. And coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. It's just that easy. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are chatting with Andy Martello, author of The King of Casinos, Willie Martello and the El Ray Club. You know, Andy, it must be a thrill for you that some historians get. I mean, you dug up something that's been around for a long time and nobody seemed to know about. You write in the book that he really should have been as famous as a Howard Hughes or a Steve Wynn in the sense that he was so involved. Were you fascinated as you did the research that a giant personality like this could sort of disappear in thin air? Oh, yeah. I always tell people I, I literally lucked into the greatest story never told because it is... 
you know, I spent eight years working on this book, okay, and researching and, and buying artifacts uh, online and going to conventions. Uh, by the time I moved out here, I was out in the desert on, on my weekends and in awful junkyards and just doing everything, collecting information and, and you know, setting up interviews with, with people, you know, in their 70s who, who are reluctant to talk about times like that. And I found out early on that I was not actually even related to the guy. And when people ask me, they're like, wait, you weren't, you're not even related. He's not even an, an uncle or a cousin. And you still spent all this time. I explain it to him this way. Every time I found out something new about the place, it turned into such a fascinating, interesting thing to learn. I, I, I was compelled. There was no way. I, I, I still deal with this. I still buy things on eBay or uh, go to conventions just to see if I can add more stuff to my collection. Uh, and it's been, you know, several, several years now. Everything I learned about the guy was that fascinating and that entertaining. Uh, it, does, it didn't matter if I was related to him anymore or not because it was just a great story. And the fact that he did just disappear um, and and when I started researching, the only thing I could find out about him were a couple of references to this this pimp from Searchlight. And I was like, well, he wasn't a pimp at all. He was he owned a casino, and there was a madam who, who for a short period of time provided prostitutes there. But prostitutes were in Searchlight way before he ever got there. And it was just frustrating. I was like, how is it possible that is all that anyone remembers of this guy? And you know. Part of the problem is he died young, um, and that that certainly didn't help. I mean, he, he definitely died very young. Uh, I'm sure if he would have lived, you know, into his 70s, he might have made an even bigger impact because he certainly he had properties in Las Vegas, and he tried to build his own. He tried to expand his empire from Searchlight uh, elsewhere. It just just didn't work. But it, it is amazing how. Uh, here, here it is, 55 miles away from Las Vegas, was this fantastic story about an outrageous Paul Bunyan-like character. And it was essentially just lost in the desert dust, you know, it just got covered up. Well, so that's I, what's I'm, fascinating about the book, The King of Casinos, because you get into this thing and you find out this guy was really interesting. I mean, you say he died young, but he he lived a life kind of like, you know, dog can fit a uh, human's life every seven years equals one. Well, he almost lived that kind of life. I mean, he, he loved women, he drank, he gambled, and also... He was a really good guy in terms of trying to help the poor. Not not a guy doing it for big for own you know namesake, but just doing it because he cared about people. I mean, that makes him all the more interesting. Oh yeah, I tell people all the time he was absolutely not a saint, but he but he also wasn't the devil. You know, he he, he was more. He was just one of these guys. He just loved to live, and he absolutely. You know, if you could, you know how when you, 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 let's say you wet a dish towel and you wring out the water? I like to think of him as he, he looked at his life as a wet dish towel, and he wanted to wring out every drop of life that he could uh, as, as quickly as possible. Because, you know, he was frequently, uh, I, I'm still discovering uh, potential wives he actually had. Nobody in his family can give me an, a, an actual answer of how many wives he really had. And we don't know if these wives were officially married to him or if he would just introduce people that he was seeing, hey, here's my wife, treat her like, you know, treat her well. Uh, we're still discovering, uh, you know, just odd things that he did. I hear, I heard great stories about, 
you know, people that he would uh, take off the street and give them a job simply because they had, he saw these people had, you know, a wife and kids that he couldn't support. He said, well, here, I'll give you a job. I'll find something for you to do. Um, you know, he used to give, he used to send his employees into Las Vegas on, on, on Christmas with, with silver coins or bags of toys and just go to, you know, local schools and find kids who, who needed toys. You know, he just did crazy things like that on top of, you know, the womanizing and the drinking and the gambling and the, and the late nights and the, and the cheating on his girlfriends and things like that. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories is uh, he, his casino was getting popular and he was trying to do some renovations. And by this point, they were taking quite a lot of money that could have made its way into Las Vegas, but didn't. And the local Las Vegas mob decided, well, we don't really want this place to succeed. So every time he would get new shipments of floor tiles or, or windows or whatever he was trying to put in, they would get confiscated or broken or things like that. And so one day, Willie takes his niece with him uh, into Las Vegas, and he's carrying a, a big satchel. And they have a meeting at the Stardust Hotel. And they end up having a, a lunch in the showroom of the Stardust. And and uh, as as his niece described it, she doesn't she can't recall a time when she saw more good-looking Italian men in pinstripe suits in her life. Okay, <laughs> and they had their lunch, and then Willie told his his niece to go out, go have fun, go shopping, do something like that. And he, they had to conduct business. And essentially, the business was he was he was giving them a ton of money to just leave him alone. I mean, he was not a mob guy, but he was just here. Will, will this make the problem go away? So he handed him a, a satchel of money. When his niece came back, he didn't have the bag anymore. And he said, we're going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen to the casino anymore. Everything's great. She was going to, well, let's go home. And he said, no, 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 i got to make one more stop. And this one more stop was just down the street at, at I think, the, the Tropicana or the Flamingo. So he could sleep with one of the mobsters' wives that, that, oh. <laughs> that he'd been with, and then the, one of the guys he just paid off had no idea that he, that that his wife was cheating on him with Willie Martello. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> just a crazy like that's the sort of thing that only this guy would do, just to be that brazen, and and yeah, it's just like I said, it's it's a going to make a great movie one day. Right. I can't wait for that day. Well, and it's. That very gall that you're talking about and so forth was a very prep thing that drove him, right, to think that he could turn Searchlight into a, a little satellite of Las Vegas. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was not the type of guy that you ever said no to. Uh, you know, if you told him something couldn't be done, he would just stare at you and, and uh, until you said, well, maybe we could try. <laughs> he, he, just, he was not afraid to try anything. And even though there were Plenty of things he knew nothing about. Uh, there's a great story in the in the book about a time that they they tried to do a rodeo out there in Searchlight with all this beautiful western landscape, and it was actually just turned into a huge disaster. Uh, but it, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. he just, yeah, he would just do whatever it took if if he thought you know bringing an airplane in with tourists for free would actually help business, then he'd try it. Uh, it, it really didn't matter to him. So, he, yeah, he, was, he definitely was a, he was a gutsy guy. There's, there's just no way around it. In a few moments, we'll be back with Andy Martello, author of The King of Casinos, Willie Martello, and the El Ray Club. 
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show, but Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week... Different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. 
Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are with the author of The King of Casinos, Willie Martello, and the El Ray Club, our good friend Andy Martello. And finally, I have to ask you about the El Ray Club itself, because we, we had compared it a little to the idea of Lawfulm, but in reality, the El Ray Club was not like one of these places where the uh, s- senior citizens go with their bag of pennies and that type of thing. I mean, he was really going after the big time with entertainment, with, with really some of the innovations that eventually got to Las Vegas. Oh, absolutely. He had fantastic... Well, okay, just, just as an example, some of the things... That he did. He brought in a friend of his from Los Angeles. His name was Chef Luigi Scirocco. And this guy was a world-class chef. He was absolutely spectacular. At one point, he was a, a, a chef at the Palmer House in Chicago, okay? And he worked for many of the casinos. You know, when they started off, all they had was a, a, a dirt floor and a pot belly stove. Uh, by the time it was really fully expanded, and I, I, I can say this because I actually have an uh, actual El Rey Club menu uh, here in my in my collection of nonsense, but they were sering Australian lobster tail, Catalina swordfish, uh, the, fro- the frog legs, rainbow trout. They were serving you know all manner of steaks, sirloin, and New York cuts, and, and T-bones. Uh, they had you know fantastic you know filet mignon deals. They had uh, their prime rib was outstanding. They had you know big jumbo cocktails, things like that. They would bring in huge acts for. Entertainment. Uh, the DeCastro sisters played there many, many times, and this was during their heyday. Uh, he, on New Year's Eve one year, he brought in uh, Sally Rand, the fantastic you know burlesque performer, and even his celebrity friends who were there just to hang out. Uh, it was not uncommon for people like Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin or Betty Grable to just be there, just be hanging out at the El Rey Club. And, and, you know, Willie would get up on stage and sing a silly song and then be like, hey, Frank, why don't you do a number for us? And sure, whatever you need, Willie. <laughs> it, just was, it was fantastic. And, you know, he put in a motel at the time. There was never really any good motel out there. He put in a wonderful swimming pool. Um, there was, it, it was impressive. I, I'd give anything. I mean, I literally, if there was, people talk about what they would do if they had a time machine, you know, would they go back, see their family, would they go back and stop a major crime from happening? Everybody wants to kill Hitler if they got a time machine. I would go back just so I could see the evolution of this place. I would love to walk in during its heyday. I'd love to walk in during its its opening days and just see some of the stuff that happened, you know, just, just to be there and feel that energy. Because it was a, it was an amazing little place, and it's an amazing book. It's the King of Casinos, Willie Martello, and the El Rey Club, winner of thirteen awards, including an International Book Award, a USA Best Book Award, and you can get it on Audible. It's fantastic. And Andy, you yourself actually do the voice there, which I think people are going to like. Because just hearing from you, you've got the enthusiasm and passion that really nobody else could bring to this. Was that kind of a fun experience in terms of getting the audio book ready, knowing that so many people would want to listen to this? I mean, what a great thing to listen to in your vehicle, for example, on a trip to Los. Vegas or Laughlin? Well, I knew I wanted to do an audiobook uh, of this this book in particular. This is my first book, 
And uh, uh, I must make one correction just because it gives me an opportunity to brag. It's actually now won 14 awards. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, when I did the audio book, I, did, I actually did some research on these to find out people, who are these people who are listening to audio books uh, rather than buying you know, the regular book or even buying the electronic book. And a lot of folks, a couple things I learned in the process is many people really appreciate it when it's the author reading the book. And uh, I've come to find that, you know, thankfully, I've been an entertainer for 30-plus years, so I knew it wouldn't be a problem. But I, I've come to found, find that one of the reasons people enjoy it when the author reads the book is it doesn't happen nearly as often as it does with most other audiobooks. And that's because many times the authors, while they're great writers, they are just very introverted, quiet people. And even though they may be having a chance to talk about a subject they love, they may not have a good presentation voice. You know, they, they get nervous or they'll be reading their story and, and it sounds like this, very nervous, and even though they're reading something, they wrote, you know, so for me, knowing that, well, heck, I've been an entertainer all these years, and a big part of my job every day is to, is to just read copy and read it well, I thought, hey, who better to do the audiobook than, than the guy who, who lives this? And if anybody wanted to uh, ask me any, I, I took it as an opportunity to, to make good on a promise that I put in the book because I, I, I explain to people my writing style is such that I want you to feel as though you and I are sitting at a bar and you just got done telling me a really funny story about something that happened to you in Las Vegas. And now I'm going to tell you a pretty funny story about something I know. And I figured the way to make a great way to make that happen is to actually be the guy telling you the story. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a long, arduous process doing a, uh, an audio book. But it was a lot of fun. I had a great, great time doing it. And, of course, you can get that on audible.com. Back with more from Andy Martello of the new book, The King of Casinos, Willie Martello, and the El Rey Club. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Football is coming to Vegas. I felt that one way up here. And your home for all things Raiders is RaiderHistorian.com. Visit RaiderHistorian.com for a look at the game, the philosophy, and the personalities that have made the Raiders one of the most storied franchises in sports. The dynasty is at RaiderHistorian.com. Just win, baby. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, 
or simply print out the discount card online. It's just that easy. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Andy Martello tell the story of Willie Martello and the El Ray Club. Andy, thank you so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I sincerely hope people get the book, review the book. It, even if you hate it, let me know how you, how you liked it, because I'm very proud of it. It was my first book. It helped me. Uh, I sent In the time since the book came out, I ended up winning the Best of Las Vegas Award for Best Author. So I, I like hearing from people and knowing how it connects. So I, I, I'm really happy that uh, to have a chance to talk about it with you. Time now to visit another of one of those only in Las Vegas places. In Las Vegas, you'd like to come away a lot of times with some great pieces, whatever they may be, and 
you're interested in furniture, some vintage stuff, incredible stuff, there's a store I found that was featured in Forbes magazine, Patina Decor. And with us are the owners of Patina Decor, Kate Aldridge and Tim Schaefer. And it's just a fascinating place with stuff. When, when you think of vintage furniture you know, or vintage clothing, it's not just a bunch of stuff thrown out there. There's a lot to it. Uh, how would you define, Kate, exactly when you guys say vintage, what are you talking about? Mostly designer, 1960s, some 70s, furniture, lighting, art. For clothing, we are definitely the glamorous side of the 1960s. Beautiful captains, uh, gowns, this type of thing, fantastic hats, jewelry, custom jewelry. So we're not talking then about when we think about the 60s and stuff, you're not talking about the counterculture or anything. This was really at the time, you know, what, for lack of a better phrase, with the beautiful wear people were wearing. Yes, this, these are all designer pieces. In fact, that's why Forbes wrote us up was primarily because of our captains. It's really a fun place to go. And, I mean, if you have any interest in this, you should definitely stop by, take a look at it. It's great. Now, Kate, I want to ask you, you two came from different backgrounds. You came, you were, as I understand it, designing plates for, like, five-star restaurants or that side of thing. What happened? How would you get here? The way I got here is I had been doing that for a number of years, probably 15 years. And the market had changed quite a bit during when it started to turn down. But I needed to live someplace where there was a lot of five-star dining because that was my customer base. So I talked him in to moving here. And shortly after that, I decided I didn't want to travel anymore. So we had already made uh, the transition into Las Vegas. And Tim had always been in antiques. And he wanted to open a store. And so here we are. Well, it's a beautiful place. Tim, i got to ask you. I know... As I uh, read through some of the stuff, your specialty is uh, vintage barware. And I've got to tell you, they are some of the most beautiful pieces I've ever seen. Is this something you were interested for a long time in? Um, no, it was a niche that I thought I could fill because I didn't know of anybody else who was doing that kind of thing. So we just decided to gather as many great barware-type glasses and pitchers and mixology items and put it all together in one place. And this is a fantastic place to do it because people think of mixology and so forth when they think of Las Vegas. How do you guys get the stuff you get? Uh, because, again, this is all, all really high-end stuff. You know, are you constantly on the lookout all over the world for this type of thing or people contacting you? How does it work? Um, we travel a lot. We drive around. We buy from other dealers. Um, but most of it comes from California, Arizona, and just when we go on trips. A lot of it comes from there, not from here. That makes sense. Now, Kate, you do a lot of the clothing in here. And again, as you mentioned, really kind of interesting stuff. Does this take sort of a, a knowledge of that 60s and 70s time? I mean, I would imagine it goes beyond just somebody coming, hey, I got something great from that time. You must really have a wearing. Are you always constantly on the lookout for things? I am, but actually I didn't like vintage clothing. <laughs> I didn't know it could be so beautiful. And after we opened the store, we didn't have very much clothing at all. But then I learned a lot more about it, and I found that what I really loved and appreciated for myself were captains. And I started wearing them. I fell in love with them. I started selling them, and I realized how much people love them, and that became my uh, object of desire, I guess, for the store. 
Now, is there some sort of community out there where you're always talking to people and so forth? Because I, you know, this is really specialized things, and I imagine there's just there's a lot of people that are really experts, and you always have to kind of know what's a real fit versus a reproduction, that kind of thing. Well, Tim is very knowledgeable, so we don't really have to, we don't clear it with anyone. We know the minute we see it if it's a good fit for a store, and Tim has a very good eye, and he is, you know, uh, got the finger on the pulse when it comes to picking items for the store, and I can do that for the clothing area and jewelry. Well, let's talk about some of the favorite uh, things you have in. Do you have a particular favorite, Kate, of, you know, I mean, again, there's so many unique things. Is there something that's really stood out to you over the last few years? For me, it's, I have a custom line of jewelry from a woman who is a runway model for Oscar de la Renta. She makes absolutely fantastic, one-of-a-kind pieces for uh, that jewelry, very big statement pieces. So I love those pieces, and they're very unusual. And then other than that, just fantastic. I have one of the best captain collections probably that exists in the country. Well, we've got to check that out. Now, let's ask Tim. Now, Tim, I know, again, barware is your favorite. Anything here that's particularly stands out to you? Uh... If we really love something, we generally take it home. <laughs> but some of the best things that we have are not in the store, per se. We have them on our website, um, which never make it to the showroom floor. We, we offer those really great things. But um, I do have a really fantastic bar on Burrowwood Art Deco Bar. That's one of my favorite things, and it's online right now. But it's not inside the store. Well, let's talk about that because I do think this is worth a visit. You'll want to look around. There's some great stuff here. But really, like they're saying, the vast majority is online. You can get a hold of them, and you don't have to come to Las Vegas to do it. So first of all, tell us where that website is, and then you know how does that work? Um, it's firstdibs.com, and we're Patina Decor is the name of the our showroom on First Dibs. And you can go there and peruse like 275 items that are um, not available inside our store. Okay, that's firstdibs.com. And you were telling me before, a lot of the customers you have aren't necessarily from Las Vegas, but they're from places like New York, London, Los Angeles, and so forth. Is As people go on there, is there anything they should be aware of and uh, – especially with clothing and so forth, how, how does that work? Because I'm always wondering if people, how things are if they don't fit. And this isn't something like your store where I'll send you the different size or what have you. We do not sell clothing online. Only furniture, lighting, and some what we call smalls, accessories. All of the clothing is kept in the store because I love having a storefront. And I want to be the place that people come to to find their clothing line. But we can't sell it online. It would just be too difficult. We want to keep the best things in this store. Well, that makes sense. So let's talk about the, the store. First of all, this area, it's called the Furniture District. It's between the Stratosphere on one side and the Arts District on the other. The good news is that they're fixing this area up. By that, I mean the streets and so forth. It's going to be really pleasant. Bad news is a lot of construction right now. Uh, you guys getting ready to uh, tackle that uh, little bit more difficult time? We are. We are preparing for a long uh, construction period that may go until the end of 2018. So we're focusing on our online right now. Our store is still active, but we know that we have a long road ahead of us right now. But in the meantime, there will be parking available for anyone who wants to come down here. Tim, as you came into Las Vegas, you guys came from Colorado, I believe. 
was there anything that was surprising about this area? Obviously, a lot of the stuff makes you think of Las Vegas in terms of the glitz and glamour. But uh, was that a rough adjustment at all, or uh, was it a pretty good fit for you? Um, it was. There was one store down here at that time that carried very glitzy, glamorous Las Vegas items. But being that there was only one, I came up with the idea and went home and told Kate we should open a store because there was only the one other one. In fact, we took their old space, which already, because they, they went to a larger space up the street. So we already had traffic coming to that location, and then the rest of this followed. We will be back with more from Kate Eldridge and Tim Schaefer, owners of Patina Decor. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear facing, forward facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat, or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on-hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at BESD.US. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters. 
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are chatting with Kate Eldridge and Tim Schaefer, owners of Patina Decor in Las Vegas. Yeah, this is great, and a lot of it's word of mouth. So as people come down here, tell me a little bit about your customer base, because obviously this isn't for everybody. Who are the type of people that are coming here, and uh, are, are they tourists? Do they all live here, or what, what is it? I'd say a majority of it are tourists. Um, there is some locals, but I think the for our, our type of store, the locals that we would like to have down here just don't feel safe coming down here yet. Because it is, you know, it does have a lot of homeless around, walking by. And so as time goes on, I think it's going to get better. And the more, more uh, affluent folks will come down for us, I think. Well, that's certainly fortunate. It's really not a bad area. So people, if you want to come by here, you know, daytime in particular, it's pretty, you can walk around here. But come with a car because you can park right out in front, what have you, and uh, take a look. Well, as you see the future of this, you know, I'm kind of curious because I, I think what you're doing is unique. Once this gets all done and stuff, where do you see the store from here? Are you going to do more stuff uh, online, uh, possibly a bigger store? Or what do you think? Well, I think we'll continue to post the best things online. I think we see that we will always have a brick and mortar because we love interfacing. We have constant customers who come back even from Australia we have a woman who comes four times a year so we will continue to have a brick and mortar and we'll just keep doing what we're doing we've just worked really hard and we've been really successful to have our shop and we'll just keep doing what we're doing well, it's Patina Decor, great place. It's in uh, the Furniture District. Let's tell people, Kate, how they can get here it's in terms of from either downtown or the Strip. And then uh, let's give them that website one more time. All right. The, probably the best way to visualize this is that we are five blocks north of the Stratosphere on Main Street. So we're between Charleston and the Stratosphere, essentially, halfway between downtown and the Strip. Our address is 1300 South Main Street, and our website is patinadecorlv.com. Sounds great. Best of luck to you both. Thank you very much for being with us. Well, that's it for this week. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve celebration, and we'll see you again in 2018. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Viva Las Vegas!